0: What if it's not about a building? What if it's not about stained glass or steeples? What if it's about just Jesus?
1: Sometimes we put all of our faith in something so big, we don't expect anything to let us down. And sometimes that has to happen. But what does that mean? Do we lose faith? Do we lose our ability to... To think that we're on the right path because bad things happen to good people all the time. Mm-hmm. Is that part of the plan? Or have we let God down to, to where now he's, he's punishing us? Because that's the thoughts that go through my mind. A lot of people that left Christianity did it after a major event, a major loss, an unexpected loss. I
2: know there's a feeling that everybody has, why me? Why why did you do this to me? Why did this happen to me?
0: Yeah. And there's so many questions that people can have. You know, why did you take this person?
1: Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Or even on a bigger scale,
1: why are there children all over the world that's dying of hunger? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I never even thought about that when we started into this episode. Why
0: is it that most of humanity people are going to go to hell and not heaven. But do we even know that? Or are we just assuming? Well, Matthew says that broad is the gate and wide is the way that leads to destruction. And many will go that way because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads unto life. And only few there will be that find it and so the thing is is that there would be no need in faith what if you just had a perfect world
2: that would be awesome <laughs> but well, no there's never a perfect world yeah
0: would it be awesome i don't know that it would no and and really god never created you or me To be Him. He's the creator. He made the things the way He wanted it. And He made us the way that we were supposed to be. And even from the very beginning, He made us for His own pleasure. And now people rise up to a platform or a place that... I'm going to be God. Mm -hmm. And and you're not physically thinking about it like you're going to be God. But you are because you say things like, well, I'm not going to serve a God. that's uh, He's going to give me an ultimatum. And in the end, he's going to destroy me if I don't do it his way. Mm
1: -hmm. But the truth is, he's not doing that. We're doing that. You got to elaborate on that a little bit. What do you mean we're doing that?
2: Mm-hmm. By our choices?
1: By our choices.
2: So we're putting ourselves on that path by doing those bad things. He's not doing it to us. We're just choosing not to follow him, right?
1: Yes. Wait, hold on. What Are, are we talking about losses? Are we talking about just salvation in general? Everything. We're talking about everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we... Oh, wow. Okay.
2: So he, with that being said... So if bad things happen, are we doing it to ourselves or is it part of God's plan?
1: Right. Does evil take over and cause bad things to happen? Wow. No, that's, that's huge. We just went down a rabbit hole. That's really deep. I think. Yeah. What is it again? (laughs) <laughs> it's so deep. We lost him. I
2: know. We lost him on turn two. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm I'm already in like nine thousand rabbit holes
1: right now. So pull me to your rabbit hole. Oh, I okay. got gotcha. you. All right. So imagine something bad happens. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that God allowing something bad to happen for a purpose, or is there evil, and is it our own selfish choices that put us in that bad position? Both. And sometimes it's both, right? Both, but it's not always God's plan, right? Sometimes evil gets in the way. Well, a lot of times the Bible, in His own words, says that we are
0: drawn away by our own lust and temptations.
1: Let's talk about murder.
0: Murder alone. <laughs> okay.
1: Murders he wrote. <laughs> okay, yeah, but that's that's not God's plan. I would imagine that's evil that took over and changed the plan, right? Well, yes. And, and, you know, God,
0: okay, I'm going to go in probably a place that nobody expected. Because even from the Old Testament, it says, thou shalt not kill. Mm-hmm. Where's that? Oh, I got Where's it right that? here. James Earl Jones.
1: Yeah, hang on. Okay. Uh, which Bible verse is that, Corey?
2: It should be in Moses, right? <laughs>
1: Mo- Mo- Moses
2: doesn't have one, does he? No,
1: no. Oh. Moses wrote a bunch of them, though.
2: He did. But it's not like Moses the book.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's not the book of Moses. It's now a, it's, it's right next to second or Corinthians number two.
2: My Dude, God. I'm looking to, now. To
0: your defense,
2: uh, Moses is a big part of the Bible. Yes,
0: and and it's funny because a lot of people that wrote a book, it is actually in their name. You know, but the thing is, Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible.
2: But he didn't name it after himself. Exactly. See.
0: So Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Thou shalt not kill. When you hear that, that is Old Testament. That's under the law. That's under the Mosaic law,
1: uh, the law of Moses. Not in the book of Moses, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, okay. So,
2: fine,
1: <laughs> but it makes sense, you know. Yeah, well, even sense. like Paul, Paul doesn't have a book exactly, but I she looked said for Paul that forever. <laughs> oh, did you already?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I think great. I asked you when you were talking about Paul, I was like, Where's Paul's book?
0: <laughs> oh, oh, not in this episode, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, it is really funny because that's okay, you know, you if you think that because it's like you got. Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, you know, these are names of writers, uh, prophets in the Old Testament. So people expect that, you know, you got uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John in the New Testament. You expect that if they wrote it, then it's going to be named after them. Mm -hmm. But it's not in this scenario. Um, And mostly when it's somebody that wrote multiple books.
1: It's it's not. Oh, that's name. a good point. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about well, not that. Not just
2: that, but isn't there First John, Second John? Yeah. See,
1: he wrote multiple <laughs> <laughs> books,
2: but he just named it one and two. Touche. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So that's Corinthians
0: good. one and Corinthians two. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually First John, Second John, Third John in the New Testament. Wow. <laughs> she said <laughs> three books. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So. I guess if it's above three, then it's not named <laughs> after them. Third time's a charm. But so Old Testament compared to New Testament, everything was by force. Everything was by fear. Everything was um forced by if if you, you know, broke the law,
1: you were killed. Hold on, who, who, who did the killing? Uh, the. Well, it was like people, like, like me or you. Like I mean, the like,
0: Jewish leaders.
1: Okay, so they weren't like struck by lightning.
0: No, I mean, no, They were no, actually no.
1: killed by other people?
0: Yes, because the man, you know, God gave man a law of Ten Commandments. But wouldn't that be people doing God's work? Well, it it is, but if God okays that. And God has His sanction on that. Then, pray on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what God did. God, you know, gave Moses Ten Commandments. The thing is, okay, this is the thing. When you put humanity into anything, it's going to get tarnished in ways. It's going to get tainted in ways because man is tainted. Messy, yeah. But the yeah, we're dirty. But the thing is, is that when God's hand is in it and God is ordaining it Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and God is appointing it, it's different. And it's different just like the whole Old Testament was written over thousands of years, but somehow every writer from Matthew to Malachi coincides with each other. Mm -hmm. Over all of the years that it was written by different people, 66 different books, it all coincides with each other because it's Mm God-inspired, and it's a miracle, as Stephen says. (laughs) (laughs) It's a miracle.
2: (laughs) Miracle.
0: But what I'm saying is, you know, the Old Testament is, thou shall not kill The Ten Commandments, and the funny thing is about those Ten Commandments, God gave Moses those Ten Commandments. And then it evolved from Ten Commandments, from Ten Laws to 116 laws Mm -hmm. that man had to keep. And you could, by breaking one of those laws, lose a limb or even a life. Mm -hmm. So everything was by force. Well, the New Testament is by love. By mercy, by grace. And what I'm saying now is in Romans 10 4, Paul says, Christ is the end of the law to all them that believe. And what that, the reason that is, is that, and I've said it before, in the Old Testament, the laws are written physically on stone slates. And now, in the New Testament, by God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, in us, spiritually, the fruits of the Spirit, these things are instilled and written on our hearts. So now, from the Old Testament, you had these laws that you were separated from. Now, in the New Testament, you have all the laws of God written inside of you. So God says you shall not kill in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Paul says whatever a man purposes in his heart, so let him give. Where I'm going with this is I'm not saying that killing is right, Mm -hmm. but Stephen, What if a man comes into your house to kill your family? What are you going to do? Oh, you got to kill him. That's what I'm saying. And, and I'm just, I'm not condoning murder. I'm not condoning killing, but nowadays, nowadays, the laws of God are in us. So, What condemns Savannah may not condemn Stephen. What condemns me may not condemn Savannah. All of God's statutes and commandments are in us individually, and God deals with each of us differently, and we come across things in certain situations to where you might do something that normally people would think was wrong and I'm not saying God understands it, but there is only one thing that God doesn't forgive. And that is blaspheme in the Holy Spirit.
2: I wondered how that worked. Like if, you know, if you ask for forgiveness, do you get it? Or is it just
0: it's circumstances? Yeah, well, it's like different. It's like we talked about, you know, 70 times 7, right? Mm-hmm.
2: 470.
0: Once you ask for forgiveness, we have— sorry, 490. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. Uh, We have a mediator between God and man. We have an intercessor, Jesus. Jesus Christ, the righteous. So there is nothing, nothing that cannot be forgiven. Nothing but one thing.
2: Oh, but that's so hard for me to wrap my head around.
0: Yeah, and the reason that is is because we are not able to forgive ourselves.
2: But there are some things that I don't know that I could forgive people of.
0: Well, that's...
2: Well, but do you only forgive people if they have been forgiven by God?
1: No. No. That doesn't make sense, does it? Because there
2: are some things I just don't think I could never forgive. If someone hurt a child or did things, I could never forgive that.
0: Well, God is not asking you to let him forgive them. He's asking you to forgive them.
2: No, I know, but...
0: But you said, should you only forgive them if God forgives them?
2: Yeah, but God's going to forgive them, but I don't think I can. No,
1: you forgive everybody for everything.
2: Oh man, I can't, I got. but, but so you hard.
1: said it earlier. You can forgive somebody and not invite them back into your house. Exactly. But it's just off your brain and forgiven. And I don't know that I could. <laughs> I mean, some things I imagine are unforgivable. <laughs> <laughs> Do that uh, Unforgivable. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and like you said, I mean, things against a child, things against your, your family, things that can't be forgiven. Look, I can't in my heart forgive everybody for everything. It's not possible. Well, yes, it is. All <laughs> things
2: are possible through God.
0: Come on. That's yes, ah. right. That's right. Did you say all things? hmm You said all things. I did. So so the thing is, is that I'll be honest with you. This might hurt a little bit, but the, the truth hurts us all sometimes. And the, the Bible says, speak the truth in love. You know, a lot of people speak the truth, but they don't do it in love. And this is in love that everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people may say, I can't, I just can't imagine doing that. I can't, I can't forgive them. Honestly, that's just how much we lack God.
2: Well, and I, you know, I'm sitting here thinking you got to practice what you preach.
0: Well, the closer we get to God, the The cleaner. Remember how you said we feel so cleansed when we come out of here? Word washing. Word washing. So yeah, we need we need more of that word washing. And the more word washing we get, the more forgiveness we'll get. It doesn't matter what anybody does. It may take time, and that's okay.
2: That's something I would have to work
1: on. Okay, so circling back all of this, Corey. So God's plan. God has a plan for all of us that that we are following. Kind of blindly with with faith, right? Right. right. But when does evil come in and, and take over that plan, adjust it? Something like murder that you've been talking about. Right. That's not God's plan, right? That's evil that took over and took God's plan in the Bible that Savannah said in job. <laughs> <She's> spitting coffee.
2: <laughs> I don't recall saying job, but maybe I did. <laughs> I would have no doubt that it's job.
1: <laughs> you know, before and after you that, you still say job by accident. You, was,
0: mm-hmm. you, you said you were reading and we were going out oh, of. And you, oh,
2: I remember now, yeah. Doesn't
1: Job usually have an E on it? I no. would think so. But in, in normal life it does. Yeah, right? you would think it did, of course, yes. But
0: the actual Job is spelled J-O-B, so <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's an asterisk or something over it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know.
0: so it's funny there's this there's this uh battlefield going on between or actually really more like a conversation, but that's <laughs> that's all it ever is with God. Yeah. And the devil and God have a conversation about Job. And God basically says, because the devil is wanting to do things to Job, to put evil on Job. And God says, do anything you want, but do not kill him. The devil says this to God. God, and really take note of this, you have a hedge of protection around him. I can't even touch him. I can't do anything to him. Hmm. And if you'll take that down, he will forsake you. In other words, he'll stop believing and he will turn away from you. And God says, we'll go ahead and try it.
2: Challenge accepted.
0: And this is this is crazy because this is what kind of... We talk about having faith in God. Mm-hmm. God literally has faith in people. And he had faith in Job. That Job, no matter what... And we're talking about God allowing the devil, taking his hedge of protection from around Job to allow the devil to tempt him. He kills his family, his children, his cattle, and Job at this time is the richest man around. He has great possessions. He lets his house fall in on his kids. Now think about this. He lets sore boils come up on Job's body from his head to his feet, so much to the point that it's in such uh, horrible, tormenting pain that the only relief Job can get is to sit on hot, burning ashes. And even Job's wife says, you should curse
1: God and die. And Job says, you speak as a foolish woman. Let me bring this back into perspective. So you're saying that God's plan may be to allow the the, the devil and evil to kill somebody. Not always well, kill well, or, them. Or, or he would provide a layer of protection in some sort, right? Well, if they, if somebody. If we're, if we're talking murder. Yeah, but if somebody dies or somebody's killed, it's their time to go. But right. But is that God's plan or did evil take over and change God's plan?
2: Sounds like there's a little bit of both.
1: Yeah, and, it, and I know that evil
2: are always working together. And I, and I, and that's I think, a tough question, and I
1: think, Stephen, that
0: there's no real good answer for that other than it can be both, and it can be at all times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There, there can be like people get on drugs and become addicts,
1: and they die because of it. Mm-hmm. But that and, would be that would be self allowing evil to take over themselves, right? And, and I understand that. We'll but say, I'm thinking like, you know, you take say, someone else's evil and letting them take someone else's life. If some, let's just say Jimmy, whoever Jimmy is, Jimmy got murdered. But Jimmy was a, a wholehearted, God-living Christian, and he got murdered. He didn't allow evil to take over.
2: But it was just Jimmy's time to go.
1: If someone else's evil took over Jimmy. Right. And... And, so
2: he got some. He bumped somebody and got.
1: And I, mean, I know
0: that's confusing, and, and I know that's well. Mean, it's it's but, it's not confusing. I mean,
1: Jimmy could be killed by a drunk driver, yeah, no doubt. But you know, is that God's plan, or does is God's plan it could be God's? By... It could be God's plan. So just like Job, right? But you he protected know what? Job with a hedge.
2: I think we're starting back from the very beginning here, when we all started this. We're looking for logical, literal answers. And there aren't any.
1: But, but if you're talking about people leaving Christianity because they lost faith because something happened. Right. How do, how do you bring that into perspective? Well... Or can yeah. you? I and mean, you might be right, Savannah. Maybe well, you can't. Well, Savannah's actually right. <laughs> you said it like <laughs> you're surprised. Hey,
2: Do this sound. Did not. I need this sound. <laughs> say
0: I, it chorus, say I again. did not I did not mean it to sound like that. <laughs> Stephen, you did you manipulated that. That was the context was all wrong, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I read it like a text message. That was you there that was tempted and drawn away by oh, your that own. that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing Is Uh, she's right in the fact that God, we do not know God's ways.
2: mm -hmm.
0: He said this.
2: And He doesn't have to give us His reasoning.
0: He said this. But we seek it. We do. So in the Bible, it says in Isaiah 55 8 and 9, this is God talking. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So God I, don't, I, I really I really want to try to say this clearly. God doesn't mind when we seek him out and we seek his knowledge. But when we try to figure out God in a way that we try to make it make sense, or we mm-hmm. try to make it, like you said, logical. And when it's not, we turn away from him. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that if you're going to follow God, you're walking, first of all, by faith. Mm-hmm. Faith is like walking by the invisible.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like the footprint photo.
0: Yes. Right. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And what did it say at the end? It said all those times that you've seen one set of footprints,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you didn't know it, but that's because I was carrying you the main thing that god doesn't want us to do and i want us to be real clear in this room like to hear this but whoever would listen to this if if you're in a valley of decision on trying to decide if you want to follow god or maybe you once believed in god and you turned away from him satan is winning in your life because the one thing that you can do that will damn everything and that will let the evil forces win and triumph in your life is for you to turn back on God, for you to turn away from God because you don't think that it's fair or you don't think that it's the way it should have went. And that, my friend, is is not our call. When we step up to the place in God's place, in God's stead, and we try to say, well, I really don't like it that this happens. Well, I really can just not get over this, and this has really hurt me. Friend, we have to understand, and and all of us in here have to understand, that God is God. At the end of the day, He said, I am God. There is none like me. Mm -hmm. Isaiah said, there is no searching of his understanding, but that he gives power to the faint and to those without might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles and they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint the key words to that verse is they that wait upon the lord they that trust in the lord would be a better way to say it trust in god let god sort out the unfolded mysteries and things that we can't get our minds around and let god Be the judge. We cannot understand sometimes why a loved one is taken or why things like this is happening in certain generations and certain family lines or all across the world, why chaos is taking place. But that is not for us to understand why somebody dies or when they die or how they die is not for us to understand. It is only for us always to know that God is good and that he is faithful and that we trust him till our
1: last breath. I feel like we needed to end on that.
2: (laughs) That was so good. You need to pop your little be blessed in there. That was awesome.
1: Really
0: on the thing, there's not a lot more to be said there. It's no, just that, that was that awesome. I've had friends that, you know, are in those deciding situations and valleys of decision to where they say, well, I really don't know if I'm going to serve this God because all these evil things happen and all these people are dying and there's such a lack of nourishment for these children and there's so many orphans and there's so many people that's losing loved ones. And it's things that you have no control over.
2: We just need to look to God for guidance and, you know, give it to God.
1: Give it to God. And like Corey said, death is the thing we really don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. And the old saying, the good die young. Mm -hmm. That's us trying to justify why some people go so young and why some people go and when they're unexpected. You don't know why
0: God does the things he does. But I've said this, I think, before, but it just popped up in my mind. So I'll say it again. It's like the businessman and the window washer. The businessman is walking down the sidewalk. And way up high on the same building, the window washer, the man is washing the windows, the word washer, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Savannah said. But he's washing the windows, and he looks down to the businessman, and he says, hey, hey, be careful. And the businessman looks up, and he says, what are you talking about? And he says, just be careful. There's a wreck ahead of you and the businessman says, "Oh wow, okay, I, I I can't see it." And the window washer says, "I know. I can see farther down the road than you. I can see ahead of you. So I'm letting you know." And sometimes in life God makes changes. God in your immediate life God directly does things and takes things away from us or adds things to us because He sees the future and it's going to be better that way. In Romans eight twenty eight, the Bible says, all things work together for good to them that love God. And I heard my dad say my whole life, son, it may not look good, and it may not feel good, but it's going to work together for your good because God is your Father. And I hear that quoted a lot, but I don't never hear the rest of it quoted, which is, all things work together for good. All things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to His purpose. Every one of you listening, all of us in this room, we all have a purpose that God instilled in us while we were in our mother's womb or maybe before. God put you on this earth to run out that purpose and live out that purpose and do nothing more or nothing less worry about the things that you are called here to do, that your purpose to do for God. Do not, I repeat, do not worry about the things that you cannot change. Be blessed.